Welcome to today's episode. This is a real pleasure for me because I kind of get to go back to my beginning with Infinite Banking because I'm sitting here with a friend, with a mentor, the very person that was at the front of the room when I first was exposed to the idea of becoming your own banker. So Brent Kessler, this is a real pleasure for me. I, I didn't even uh-huh. anticipate us being able to record something together today. So it's really cool for me. But let's let's do let's do that. So I met you when you were already years into your journey of just using infinite banking yourself, but then also teaching folks like me from the front of a room what the whole thing was about. So if you would take us back to your beginning. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, no, good to be here with you, Jesse, too. So, yeah, this was kind of like an impromptu type deal. So we just decided to do this kind of spur of the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um yeah, actually, how long ago was that? When so I was I was th- I was thinking about that eight years. So it was twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So eight, almost nine years now. Going on nine years. Twenty twenty four. So, yeah. So man, this has been quite a journey, right? So as I always say, I mean, I first heard about this concept back in two thousand and six. And I was in a room and I heard somebody speak about this concept, the infinite banking concept. And I was like, man, this is really, really cool, but it just seems too good to be true, right? And you were a chiropractor at the time. Yep. And I was actually at a chiropractic conference and I heard the information. And I thought to myself, it looks really good, but it just seems too good to be true, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't do anything with the information that I heard. (laughs) I left that conference and did nothing. About two years later in 2008, I go back to another conference, a chiropractic conference again, and about 10 or 12 of my colleagues that were at the previous conference Mm -hmm. are now at this conference. The only difference between them and me is they heard this information back in 06, and they started, they implemented the concept, and I did not. And anyway, I've got all these people coming up to me, and they're basically going on and on. They're almost throwing up all over me about how this powerful concept is allowing them to pay off their debt, to build, keep, and create wealth, keep all the money in their family, no money being leaked out, okay, so to other people. And all of this, basically, they were doing without having to change their cash flow, without having to work any harder, without having to take any additional risk or lose control of their money. All they were doing was adding one step in their financial life, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, there had to be something to this. There's no way that 10 or 12 of my colleagues are lying to me. Maybe one or two, but not <laughs> 10 or 12, right? So I went home and I told my wife, it was February of 2008, and I said, honey, we have to start implementing this concept in our life. And at that time, in February of 2008, I was $984,711 in debt. That's what I owed to the third-party creditors. Now, you're thinking, as a chiropractor, I was in Kansas. How do you get to be almost a million dollars in debt, right? right? Well, I had a house that I, okay, I had my college uh, student loans from chiropractic school. Um, Also, had my clinic, right, my chiropractic clinic. Had a house on the Lake of the Ozarks. If you have a house on the lake, guess what you have to have? Toys. Boat and the Wave Runner, right? You can't have a house on the lake without a boat and the Wave Runner. I'm also an airplane pilot, so as an airplane pilot, I had to have my own airplane, yeah? So it didn't take me a lot to be almost a million dollars in debt. Well, I was able to apply this concept, the infinite banking concept, who my mentor was R. Nelson Nash. He wrote the book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Um, Listen, if for some reason you don't have that book, you need to add it to your wealth building library. That book totally changed my financial life, right? So I was able to put this 
this concept into place, and I was able to pay off that debt in 39 months. Three years and three months, I never had to work any harder, didn't have to change my cash flow, take any additional risk or lose control of my money. All I did was added one step in my financial life, and it made all of the difference. So fast forward to where we're at now. You know, that was back in 06, 08. So I became passionate about this, so I started teaching it in 2012. 2012. That's what I wanted to know. Yep, yeah. 2012. Okay. And um, I started teaching it in 2012, and here we are almost wrapping up 2023. And so I've been doing this now for 11 and a half years. I've been teaching this concept for 11 and a half years, and it's changed my financial life. And now I get the privilege, the honor, I'm blessed to be able to travel around the country and share this with thousands and thousands and thousands of other people around the country, whether it's speaking on stage at a live Mm -hmm. event, a Zoom event, a virtual event. You know, people go to our website, themoneymultiplier.com, and they actually can watch my full 90-plus-minute recorded presentation, which is really what you That's what I saw. saw live yep. back in 15 yep, 2015. Yeah, yep. man. So so that that's so neat for me on so many levels because there you were in a very specific career doing life, and you got exposed to this idea. There was that, that lapse of time, and then you implemented it as a consumer for several years. And then it got to the point where you started helping people professionally and you were even doing that for a few years. But, but that's how I got exposed to this idea was because, yeah, I had a friend invite me to a room where you were the live speaker at the front of the room. And I'm getting to hear all these things for the first time that you're talking about. I even saw you looking over there at the copy of Nelson. Yeah. It's off screen, but we both of our eyes went over there to where the book is. Right, well, here, I'm just going to show Do I'm it. I'm just going to grab it. Do it. And, and, and Branson, Branson, the front of the room talking about becoming your own banker. And I can say that was one of the things that struck me was, Oh, anything that makes me feel more independent, I'm attracted to, right? Like my wife and I, we, we actually, we, we homeschool our children right now. I, I've got, I've got strong inclinations in the area and Brent's talking about how he paid off debt and how you can become your own banker. And there I was with tens of thousands of dollars, which that was a lot for me. That was, I was a, I was a teacher in the same year that I got exposed to this idea. And I'd also just launched my own business in the travel space so there we were with our mountain of debt, you know, um, and I'm hearing this idea of becoming your own banker and you yeah. can pay off the debt. Not only can you pay off the debt, but if you're the banker, that means you can get that money back. You can start recapturing money that used to go to the credit card people and the student loan people and all the other people that you were just talking about. So that's where our paths crossed over was, was this guy talking about, you know, this book and showing it off and walking us through that. I think the live presentation was probably for sure altogether. Uh, a good hour and a half because you gave the presentation and then you were real generous with your time afterwards. And you would answer, you answered my specific questions because I I did have, you know, maybe some traditional, um, you know, programs and plans in my life. And, and, and we just thought a a very conventional way. And, and, and I just want to say, um, I, I hopefully said thank you at that time, but now it's like, you don't know where that's going to lead to, you know, like I'm saying now we've made that transition as well for, for years, we were consumers, we were clients and you, you were helping us from the start and getting to where we could become our own bankers. Now we're uh, going on nine years, like we're talking about uh, becoming our own bankers. We own several policies now. 
looking to buy more. You own even more, and, and you're doing more as well yourself. So so that's where our paths crossed, and, and it's just neat for me to hear you make that transition from consumer also to the professional yourself. You've been a, a, a big a big big influence to me in that way, but in a way that I wouldn't have recognized because I had no idea that I would also end up helping folks professionally become their own banker and be looking to do things with a podcast. I've been I've been podcasting for three years this month. Wow. Three years this month. Just trying to share my nuts and bolts, you know, the 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 real practicable information of, of my years of experience as well. So it's just neat. Yeah, I'd have never known it was going to go there. No, I mean, and again, some things you just don't. You know, things just come into your life and they enter your life. And I always say, you know, like any time there's an opportunity, it's not going to come like, okay, like up to you and knock on your door and say, here I am, opportunity. Sometimes you just have to see something and you got to reach out and grab that opportunity and take advantage of it. And that's what you did. Because as you know, and as you've done okay, like podcast for three years on this, this is a very outside of the box concept. Very. It's not what we've been taught. You know, it's not what we've been taught about money from our parents, our grandparents, our friends, our colleagues, our coworkers. I mean, it is outside of the box, right? So if you think about the majority of people and what they do with their money and their financial life, they're taught to go get a good job, work for a long time, then retire and let the other people, the government take care of you, right? Mm -hmm. They want you to put your money in a 401k, an IRA, a qualified plan, right? And then hope to build growth from those vehicles. Well, most of the time that doesn't work for people. It doesn't work. How many people have you ever met in your financial life that are totally happy, satisfied, elated, ecstatic about how their qualified plan, their 401k, their IRA, their pension plan has performed? Not so much. Not many. (laughs) Not many. We talk to people every week in those arenas Mm -hmm. that have taken a bloodbath, and they're looking for something different. So even though the concept is different to you, and and, right, for pop probably quite a few listeners today. This is the first time you've ever heard about infinite banking, becoming your own banker. Well, the concept again, okay. In this book, becoming your own banker, the guy that wrote it, R Nelson Nash, he passed away back in um, 2019 um, at age 87. Even the concept of infinite banking has been around longer than he's been around. It's been around for over 200 years. Our tax code has only been here since 1913. If you go research the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Morgans, the Stanleys, the Barclays, if you look and see how they built, kept, and created wealth, if you go do research on Walt Disney, how did okay, so how did mm-hmm. Walt Disney build Disneyland? How did Ray Kroc fund McDonald's? How did Pampered Chef get started before Warren Buffett bought Pampered Chef? It was through this concept. It was through this concept. So, however, nobody has ever showed us the tools, right? Our parents didn't teach us. As a matter of fact, after I learned this information in this book, I was mad at my parents. I was physically mad at my parents for not sharing me this information. But guess why they didn't share it with me? Did not know. They didn't know. My parents didn't know. My grandparents didn't know. They just did not know the information. But now that you have the knowledge, now that you know how the wealthy get rich and how they keep wealth in the family. And I heard you say earlier with this concept, it allows you to pay for your cars, your houses, um, 
It allows you to pay for your student loans. It allows mm-hmm. you to help pay for your taxes, your food, your travel, your entertainment. Remember what it says here. Unlock the infinite banking concept. So it's infinite. Everything. Every product or service that you buy, you should be running through this process and this concept first. Because when you do that, not only do you get the product and service that you're buying, but you also get all of that money back. You're recycling and you're recapturing all of that money. But the problem is with people out there teaching it, they make it so complicated that you don't even understand what in the hell is going on. That's actually one thing I love about what I heard from you in 2015 to now. Like you're literally telling these folks the exact same things that I heard of. Hey, you could just add this one step. Don't have to change your cash flows. Don't have to take any additional risk. All these different. This is the exact same thing because that's that's just the fundamentals of it. And I've thought about that before. This is the infinite banking concept. And yet when you set us down in 2015, you started by giving us definitions of what money is, you know, and, and, and even the best, you know, baseball players in the world, they still got spring camp. They still go back to the fundamentals. And and I appreciate that both the, the uniformity of what you've said all along, because it is about these fundamentals of money, where we store that, you know, whether we can access it, are we guaranteed growth in, in different things or not? You know, and when we're exposed to this new paradigm, which is becoming your own banker, it just completely changes things. But it's still based off of those fundamentals. So it's cool for me to now in this in this seat right here, not expecting to be in the studio together, hear you saying the same things that, you know, clicked a light bulb on yeah. for me all those years ago. And it doesn't change. You know, I've been traveling around the country since March of 2012 teaching this concept, mm-hmm. and my presentation has not changed. I yep. mean, maybe I modify something sure, sure, sure. the way I say it, you know, but I speak from the heart. I don't ever rehearse. I don't ever prep or practice before I go up and give a, okay, a talk. I just know the stuff that's going to come out because I know what I've done. I know how this has affected my own life. And the thing we were talking about policies earlier, as of now and let's see right now it's october of of uh, 2023 i have i think 27 or 28 of these policies and i think we were talking earlier i have one more that's uh-huh. in underwriting well actually it's out of underwriting it's been approved and i'm about to place that policy in force before the end of the month so i buy a new policy once a year, every other year, and I'm going to continue to buy them because the thing that happens, the more money that you keep in your life, because the thing you're doing with the policy is you're using the policies to basically fund everything you're doing in your life, where Mm -hmm. you're turning every liability into an asset, every depreciating asset into an appreciating asset. You're keeping control of that money. There's no money being leaked out. And when there's no money being leaked out to other people, that means there's more money that stays in your family it's again okay so like the audience i just want you to imagine just think if all you had to do if okay if all this concept did was allow you to keep everything that you made Ooh, keep everything that you make because even though right now you think well yeah i make money and i keep it no you don't you don't keep that money you have to send that money out to the car dealer to Mm -hmm. the house payment guy Mm -hmm. um how comfortable is it here in greenville south carolina without any air conditioning hot 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 summer it's hot so you have to pay your electric bill 
um, right? All of us had lunch a little bit ago, so so all of us like to eat, right? We yes, got sir. food in our belly. Yes, definitely. Do we not? We have to pay for that. So so how cool would it be though? Is all the money that comes in, you can keep control of that money and you can keep it in your family, and there's no money being leaked out to other people. So that means when you put gasoline in your car or food in your belly, or you pay the electric company or your house mortgage, your car payment, whatever it is, you go on a trip to Disneyland. Not only do you give those people money for all those products and services, but now you have a concept, a system, and a process to recapture and recycle that money and keep it in your family. And I know a lot of the listeners are saying, what? There's no way you can do this. This is way too good to be true. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. This was me in 2006. It was way too good to be true. I didn't believe it. And if you don't believe me, go research some of these people that I'm talking to you about. Go read a book by Robert Kiyosaki. A lot of people know this book, Robert Kiyosaki, called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Sure. He also wrote a book called Second Chance. Mm -hmm. In that book, in Second Chance, this is exactly what Robert Kiyosaki talks about. Is this concept that we teach. Robert Kiyosaki talks about it in his book. And a lot of you guys that have read that book, you read right through it. You don't really understand what it means, so you just move on because they make it too complicated to understand. Go take, um, okay, so go check out a book by Tony Robbins called Money Master the Game. In that book on chapter 5.4, this is exactly what Tony Robbins talks about. But again, he makes it too complicated to understand. So what we do for people and what really, I mean, again, so people look at it and they say, well, it should be more complicated than what it is. It's not complicated. We break it down in the most easiest, simplest levels and the way to understand. The only responsibility that you have is to yourself. Okay, there's no risk factor in anything that we're doing here. You're not at risk whatsoever. The only risk factor with this concept, the only risk factor with you implementing the infinite banking concept in your own life is you and how you use the policy. That's it. That's it. Nobody in your state or any state of the country has ever lost money in a whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. It's never ever happened ever go look it up and bring it to me show me where somebody is lost the only thing that can happen is you screw it up you mess it up so you're your own risk factor and who do you know better than you yep that's it the the good news and the bad news and and that's what i've already said attracted me to this idea was that i could become my own banker right first off so that's the good news it's also the bad news and you know but don't let that scare you either is you know nothing's changed Everybody has the same opportunity to watch the presentation that I got to see 2015. Brent still has this presentation out, 60-minute presentation, 90-minute presentation. You watch that. You can watch it as many times as you want. I just happen to see it in you know, a live audience, and Brent still speaks all around the country. Check out his website. He's already mentioned that, themoneymultiplier.com, for more information. But you can read the book. You can watch the presentation. You Once you've been exposed to this concept, do as much digging as it takes. You took some time. I took some time. We didn't get our first policy until 2016 and already talked about the mountain of debt. And let's go here. So when we got our first policy, you same thing. Priority number one was the debt. We recaptured the debt. We started paying off those student loans and all those different things. I did the exact same thing. You know, I I saw the light at the end of the tunnel when I saw this presentation. It's like, okay, not only can we pay that off, we can get that money back. And now we have experienced things like we have financed our property taxes, which we own out right now. 
on an annual basis from our private banking system. We finance our family vacations that we take. We, we, we've done all kinds of neat stuff, so maybe share some things that you've done because you've described growing and scaling this private banking system of yours over the years. You started with one policy. I started with one policy, but we've grown and scaled over yeah. the years. Maybe tell us, you know, some some current things that you've done with your policy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And exactly, um, it's exactly the same thing you said is, okay, the thing I started with is paying down and knocking down debt. Mm-hmm. Now, not all debt is bad. Nope. It, it's, it, it's not all bad debt. There's, there's good debt out there as well, right? So, and there's a lot of listeners probably that have no debt. They're thinking, well, this isn't for me. I don't have any... No- just have no debt. No, 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 no. It's not just about debt. That is like one part of it. It's like this pimple on the elephant's behind. That's it. There's so much more to this. This is about every expense that you have in your life. I mean, right? So like a lot of us think, okay, I have no debt. How could this help me? Well, so is it possible to owe no man nothing? I want you to think about that. I remember you asking to owe no man nothing. Well, no, it's not. Because like I said earlier, how comfortable is it in Greenville, South Carolina without any air conditioning in the middle of of summer? How, okay, is it, and we put food in our belly, we put gas in our car, right? We have to pay taxes, right? So do they charge you taxes here in South Carolina? They sure do. They They sure do. Right? So you got to pay state taxes, maybe property taxes, local taxes, right? Um, How about charitable giving? Do you guys like to give to charity? Yeah, well, how about if you give to charity, can you get that money back? Oh, that's a good idea. I can get the money back that I give to charity. Now, I know what you're thinking. God doesn't want you to rent. That's not right. God doesn't want me to get back my charitable giving. Well, if God didn't want you to get back your charitable giving, he would not have me in this room talking to you <laughs> and about how to get it back. Now, Woody. So you can you give know- more. Do you know any poor people adding wings onto any churches? No. No. So the thing you're able to do is to give more because you're keeping all of that money in the family. Now, let's say you don't have debt. Well, how about the stuff that you're buying? Okay. For example, cars. So I want you to think about this. The car that you're driving right now today, Mm -hmm. is that the car is that the very first car you've ever bought, driven, and owned? Probably not unless you're 16 or 18 because, okay, because I'm sure you've went through cars, two cars, three cars, five cars, ten cars, however old you are. If you're married, your spouse probably likes to drive too. If you have kids, if they're driving age, they want to drive. You have cousins, you have uncles, you have nieces, nephews, you have business partners. Okay, all of them want to drive. How about if you could just use this policy to recycle and recapture all of the money for every car you're going to buy. So not only do you get the car, but you get the money back. Well, that's just one item. That's just one item. The car you're driving today, is it the last car you're ever going to buy driving now? No, because that car is going to wear out. You're going to get tired of it, and you're going to want to go buy another car, Mm -hmm. right? So it goes on and on and on. And think about all the things in your life that are going on with that. Just like that vacation you took. Was it just one vacation you wanted to take your family? No, no. No, man, you want to go every year, maybe twice a year. But now that you know that you've done this and you've experienced how to go on vacation and get the money back, so not only do you take your family on vacation, but you can get the money back too, it gets you excited to go on more vacations. And the next time you go on vacation, instead of the last time, and you're like, hey, I wasn't sure about this idea, so I'm going to load us all up into the back of the plane. Now that you know you can get the money back for all the vacations you can go on, you might want to take the family in the front of the plane. They improve. They treat you a little bit better in the front of the plane than they do in the back of the plane. 
right? Yes, sir. So if you know you can get the money back, what difference does it make, right? Right. So how do I use my policy? I mean, yeah, I've, I've had, right? So again, I went through, I paid off all my debt on the policy. And even if I get debt now, it's it's like good debt. It's debt that I can use and I leverage that debt to be able to use other money to make more money. So I like to buy real estate. Okay, so I will buy short-term rentals, long-term rentals, Airbnbs, VRBOs. But here's what I do. I get the money in the policy first. And then from the policy, yep. I use the the dollars. Now, I'm not using my money. And this is probably more advanced. We'll talk about it, okay, just in a future podcast. But I'm not using my money. Anytime I take out a policy loan, you're thinking, oh, you're taking your money. No, 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 no. You're told See, that. You're told that. <laughs> I don't take my money out of the policy. You can go I, ahead and tell them what it is. It's the insurance company's money. I simply, I simply put my policy up for collateral, take a loan from the general fund of the insurance company. Mm-hmm. So that's a great thing. You know why it's great? Because when I take a loan from the general fund of the insurance company, I am not interrupting the compounding effect of my money in the policy. So all of my money is growing at uninterrupted compound interest. It's growing while I'm using the money. What? Growing while you're using the money? Absolutely. You're using your money. You're using the money, and it's continuing to grow at the same time. Yep. Uninterrupted compound interest, a powerful thing. And you're continuing to build wealth. You're keeping it into a tax-free environment. Your money is in a tax-free environment, and it's growing, and the government is completely out of your hair. How cool would it be to get the government out of your hair? Oh, I don't know. Maybe some of you want government control, and you want to be controlled by the government, and you want the government to tell you what you can do or what you can't do with your money. No, most most of you probably don't. You want that control yourself. So, okay, so that is just something I do is I'll buy properties. I'll buy real estate, and I'll buy these rentals, or maybe it's a fix and flip or whatever, but my money is still compounding. And I'm using the money over and over and over again. So anyway, there's a guy. Um, he's down in Arizona. He's a real estate investor. And he has multiple policies. And what he does is he uses his policies to buy all of his real estate investments. And he's using the same money. He's mm-hmm. just recycling it over and over, just like we talked about recycling yep. recapture. So now the thing I like to do for the last three, four years or plus or, or so is I like to lend money. I lend money to a borrower. All right. There's lots of borrowers out there and they're looking for money to borrow. Now, I just won't loan you money off of you saying, hey, Brent, I promise to pay you back. Let me sign this little thing. No, I want some collateral on whatever I'm lending. So you got to have some skin in the game. Just like if it's the same thing if you go buy a house, for example. That's just being a good banker. So they usually don't loan you 100% of value on the house, do they? Or no, you got to put something into the house. You have to have some equity in it. So I'll loan somebody money to buy a house. I'm in first position on the lien, just like a bank would be. If you go borrow money from a bank to buy a house, they're in first lien position. And if you don't make the monthly payments to the bank, what are they going to do? They're going to take it back. They're going to take it back, which is called foreclosure, right? Well, I'm no different. I'm just acting as the bank. That's Mm -hmm. all I'm doing. I will foreclose on the property if the borrower doesn't pay me back. So, because I'm not going to treat my money any different than the bank's money, and the borrower shouldn't treat, you know, my money any different than the bank's money, right? So, again, 
All the money, though, is still in the policy. So I'm able to make a loan to somebody. So not only do I make the interest on the loan, okay, I make the interest on the loan that the borrower is paying me, the lender, but guess what? Remember what I just said? The money never leaves the policy. So I'm making interest on that money more than one time. The more times you can make money on your money, the better it is. So just like I said earlier, what if all you did, what if all you did through this concept, don't worry about lending money and doing this and buying real estate. Maybe that's not your game. But if you could just keep what you already make, Mm -hmm. if just keep what you have. So like if you go to work and you make 500 bucks a week, okay, that's what I make, 500 bucks a week. Do you get to keep 500? No, because you got to pay stuff out of that 500, all the debts and expenses and the bills and the food, travel, entertainment, taxes, whatever, right? You don't get to keep that. What if you could just keep, what if you could just keep what was coming in and you were in total control of that and there was no money being leaked out to anybody else? It is a closed system. Nothing's getting leaked out. I know, I know it sounds too good to be true and there must be a catch. I thought... There was a catch, and that's why I waited two years to get started. Even when I got started, in the back of my mind, this little voice would say to me for a year or maybe even two, I don't know, even after I started, okay, when am I going to find the catch? When am I going to find the catch? So here I am. I first heard about this concept in 06. We're in 2023. So that is, if I'm doing my math right, that's like 17-plus years, and I'm still looking for the catch. Haven't found it yet. I'm still looking, but I have not found the catch. This is what the wealthy do. There's a guy named Warren Buffett. You guys heard of Warren Buffett? I hope so. It's one quote that Warren Buffett said that I think about every day in my life. Because, see, I don't like complicated stuff. I, I, I like things to be simple. I'm not very smart. It took me 13 trimesters to get through 10 trimesters of Logan Chiropractic College in St. Louis, Missouri. After I finally got through college and I passed all my classes because I kept failing classes, it took me two extra years to be a chiropractor because I could not pass part three of national boards. I failed the test three times, and they only give it to you once every six months. Mm. So I am not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm not the brightest candle on the cake. Some people say I'm a couple donuts short of a dozen, but I understand money, and I understand and just like to keep things simple. So here's what Warren Buffett said. Now, I don't know when he said it, but I heard it in October of 2008, and I think about this quote every day of my life. And Warren Buffett says, if poor people would just start doing what rich people do, they wouldn't be poor anymore. How much sense does that make? A lot. That's all we're going to do. I love it. Is mimic the wealthy. Guys, there's there's so much here. Everything that Brent said about everything is finance for the cash is king, folks. What you could do with a policy, there's infinite ways that you can use a policy. But at the end of the day, it's all about becoming your own banker. It's all about, if, if I could reemphasize something as we close out, it's going to be what I got to hear in 2015 from Brent. And it is that. You're where you're at. What if you could just keep what you're earning, and then you grow and you scale from there. There's no telling where you can go, right? There are infinite possibilities. Well, the cool part about it too, Jesse, the one thing that was not even covered that we didn't even mention, you get to choose where you want to start. 
Yep, you get to sure. choose with the amount of money that you want to start. Because I had a different system. starting point than you had. You know, our premiums were different. Our debt was different. Like everybody's different. You pick where you're starting from, and it's going to be respective to where you're at now, but also to where you're wanting to go. It's your choice. I love that. I, I know that you and I could keep going. I could, I could ask a million more questions, but this was an unanticipated pleasure for me yeah. to hear more from Brent, to be able to check out his presentation. Go to the Money Multiplier. Dot com. Of course, you can check out our information at thecashcompound.com. This is Jesse. Brent, we're going to sign out for now. Hope you enjoy. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Take care.